Hello everybody, welcome to Junk Miles episode, well it's a pizza episode, we are in New York City, I think we are in South Village, South Green Greenwich Village, I think the New Yorkers call it Greenwich, I'm almost positive about that. Um, we're about to partake in Scott's Pizza Tour. Sadly, Chip will not be with us today, Chip is sick, he's a little under the weather, has some coughs, and we didn't want him um, ruining our podcast with coughs because no one enjoys that but luckily in Chipstead we have uh, one of our favorite people one of frequent guests a um, very knowledgeable pizza pizza professional I'd call him uh, of course he is the voice of uh, WPRB mighty PRB radio New Jersey he is the uh, proprietor of comedy minus one records my pal God records probably five other record labels I don't remember John Solomon, how are you, John? The role of Chip Chantry <laughs> in today's episode will be played by John Solomon. John, are you ready for pizza? I'm very ready for pizza. This is it's a lovely day. I'm excited to see what they have in store for us. Yeah, John, let's go over and sit on that stoop. We're we're about 15 minutes away from Scott's Pizza Tour, where they're going to take us on a walking tour. Because, you know, this podcast is about fitness it's about running while talking, talking while running, all that good stuff. We're not going to be running today. We're going to be talking a lot. We're going to be eating a lot. And John, I think it's important that a lot of times we tell people, when you listen to this podcast, maybe take us for a run, right? Absolutely. I've done that myself. Right. But now I'm thinking if you're going to listen to this podcast, press pause on it. Go get yourself maybe your favorite piece of pizza or a whole pie. Share it with your family listen to this or just go get your own secret piece of pizza go in your bathroom your shed and just enjoy some pizza yourself while you listen to this are you more of a pie guy or a slice guy i love them both i uh i love getting like just two giant slices uh because obviously the slice is a bigger slice than a pie slice correct you know what i'm saying yeah i, I you know what? i think i'm a pie guy because a lot of times with the slices they're under a heat lamp all day right and i like just a straight out the oven pizza but here's the thing i like most of my pizza well done so it's like twice baked so they they heat lamp it right and then they put it in again then it gets more done Okay, okay. So that's one way to look at it. I mean, I think that's a good way to look at it. That's why I'm kind of excited about what we're going to do today, because I guess it's going to be pies that are made for us that we're going to get to sample a slice or two at each of these different locations. I'm guessing. I Here's the deal. We were driving up here. We I drove from Philly. I picked up John from his uh, Lawrence uh, somewhere in the Philadelphia, I mean the uh, Trenton area. Yep, I think yeah. that's fair to say. And um, we drove up here, and neither of us know a lot about this pizza tour. I want to be surprised. Yeah, I, I mean, just based on the general understanding I have of how these work, we're going to go to five or six different pizzerias, probably places that I've never been to before, and we'll learn a little bit about each one, about the the history of pizza in Manhattan. Yeah. Hey. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Um. Yeah, we're gonna. We got some uh, ambient noise. We have. This is just sounds of the city, guys. When you're city slickers like John and I, we like to walk around, and you just hear some like a truck backing up, a uh, some chains. I don't know if there's chains or about. Probably a gang. Maybe a gang with chains. I just saw someone going the other way with Curly's gold. <laughs> yeah, we can just maybe sit right here until someone comes. We're just biding our time until. Um, I've already been kicked off one stoop. 
We did. That guy was very kind of just like, this is my stoop. You gotta, you gotta get out of here. John, what are your, let's, let's get thinking about talking about pizza. Iconic movie scenes when pizza involved. What's, what's a good one? Oh, geez. I was already starting to try and think of what my favorite pizza places were. I thought that's where Yeah, I'm throwing you a curveball. I'm just oh. totally, you're, what you're not expecting. Um, I was thinking... There's, there's pizza in Big Night. There has to be pizza in Big Night, right? There's a lot of food in Big Night. That's yeah, the Stanley that, Tucci. A, yep. And uh, Mini Driver. Yep. And uh, Tony Shalhoub. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it's and it, it, Doesn't it take place at the Jersey Shore? I believe... No. I, I don't know. But I, do, I remember like a risotto that took a forever a, a long... Timpano, which is yeah, like yeah, this yeah, big, yeah, giant, yeah, yes. like, yeah. cake that you cut into, yeah. and it's full of penne, and it's kind of like a big, like... Baked ziti cake. What about my dinner with Andre? Or what's the one? Was that pizza? I doubt it. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever seen my I, dinner I with, Andre, with Andre. Yeah. I mean, I'm more. It's one of those things that I'm more aware of. Right. Right. Than I, than I think I've actually seen. I doubt it was pizza, but would, I would watch it if someone Wallace guaranteed Sean? me. Is Wallace Shawn? Is Wallace Shawn there? I think so. Well, I'll throw out a good pizza scene. Please. Um, Fast Times for Ridgemont High. Jeff Spicoli ordering a pizza to history class delivered by maybe one of the greatest scenes ever taylor negron god rest his soul he's no longer with us but this simple way when he's knocking on the door and just says pizza guy like his delivery of pizza guy is to me like a fond childhood memory and when watching that i'm like just the balls of, of delivering a pizza to your classroom it, it, to me, it was like such a great thing, and the way I'm not, I don't want to do a movie spoiler, John, but um, let's just say Spicoli did not get his pizza. Do the right thing. Yes, do the right thing was uh, that was in a pizza shop, right? Yeah. Danny Aiello, yeah, maybe, absolutely, and Spike Lee, and it, not the uh, not the most fun like celebration of pizza, right? Saturday Night Fever. Yes. Okay, I'm what looking is up that? a list now. Okay, but here's the thing with Saturday Night Fever, that took on I believe a craze of people double slicing because he took two pieces of two slices of pizza put them on top of each other was walking down the street holding a paint can in one hand and eating two slices at once which I don't know I'm not a New York City guy maybe that's the way they eat pizza here yeah I, I, I can definitely enjoy a, a pizza slice on the move do you have I was just thinking about this while you're talking do you have a favorite pizza topping all right here's it's gonna be crazy i like plain but if i have to get a topping i'll go mushroom okay what about you no i think it's always good to get a plain pie as like the control yes but i've recently and i think this is from going back and trying different pizza places i've been curious about in the midwest jardinera i don't even know what that is are you making up words pizza topping. no it's like the pickled cauliflower and peppers and carrots oh like you'll, oh, yeah, you'll yeah, see yeah. it in like a big clear jar at an italian oh deli you put that on a pizza yeah have like a red on like a like a red thin crust really well done bar pie tremendous you're a spicy pizza guy right i do yeah, yeah. but i think that's i think you know it's good to have like the non-spicy pie yep, yep. with the spicy pie or get a red and a white together you know, I, it's, it's nice to have your choice Philadelphia, Nomad Roman, I had, I think it was called like their take on the Trenton pizza. Oh, sure. And they had like red pepper, like spiciness to mm -hmm. it, flakes, whatever that is. 
It was one of the best pizzas That's I ever a very, had. Very oh nice my pizza. god! Yeah, they do. Uh, they do a fine tribute to the Trenton style tomato pie. Right. I was like, represent. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, another, another great movie. It's not a great movie scene, but uh, Home Alone. Okay. Little uh, Makuki Culkin. Cul- yep. I see that on my list. What's here his name? Too. Culkin. Macaulay. Kieran Culkin. Kier- Macaulay. Kieran's brother Col- McCall McCookin Collie. We'll call him Collie. He has a scene where I guess they order pizza, and at one point, he thinks he's getting a whole pizza to himself, and he says something along the lines in his cute little impish voice, a whole cheese pizza for me. Now this, John, begs the question, if you had a plain pizza, a pizza that's just dough, cheese, tomato, what do you call it? Growing up in New Jersey, we called it a plain pie. Yeah, I think I, I think I've I don't know if I called it a pie then, right. but certainly for as long as I can remember. But here's refer the, to it as a pie. In the Midwest and other weird parts of this country, they call it a cheese pizza as opposed to a plain. Okay? Okay. I'm still And with that's you. how they differentiate. So I saw a thing online just recently where there was this big hubbub like no, it's just called a plain pizza. And other people are like, no, it's just called a cheese pizza. It's like a pop soda Yeah, dilemma. a pop soda dilemma. So in this movie, ostensibly, I believe, it was supposed to take place in Chicago. Sure, North right? Suburbs. Yeah. Directed by Christopher Columbus. Yes. This, um, they, they opted, first of all, I was amazed, they didn't go for their disgusting Chicago deep dish, right? They went for the basically look like a New York style, but he said he said a cheese pizza, and I was like, it's plain. There's a actor in that movie plays a guy working maybe at a toy store mm-hmm. that I went to a high school summer program with, and it was the summer before Home Alone came out, and mm-hmm. he kept telling us that he was going to be in this movie, <laughs> and then it turned out that he was in this Bla- very tiny role in like the biggest movie of. But do you can you watch it and recognize him? Oh, absolutely! Oh my God, that's I think a great his name clip. was Jim. Jim, there's a man eating a slice of pizza right across from us on a stoop, and Recording that's like a eating like, podcast. It is. Oh my God, it's it's called uh, Pizza Miles with Stan. It sounds pretty good. I'm listening to it right now. You know, not a movie that I love, but here's another one I found: Pizza the Hut in Spaceballs. Yeah, there you go. That's a good that's a good reference. A whole movie about pizza, which I saw recently for the first time, which I really really liked, was Mystic Pizza. I remember, I know I've seen it. I remember yeah. almost nothing about it. Is it good? Yeah, it's really good. Family-owned pizza parlor. Uh, a very young, uh, what's her name? Julia Roberts. The it? hooker with the heart of gold. Yes, Julia Roberts. Annabella Skiora. Annabella Skiora was in it. Uh, I'm Lily just going to... Lily... Taylor? Alan Taylor. Lily, no, not Lily Taylor. the British. Lily... Yeah, Lily. Who sang, who was in the John Cusack movie, sang the song about Joe. Yep. Right? That Lily. She's great. And I believe, I'm just guessing, the father of a pizzeria, like a pizzeria owner, Danny Aiello. Probably not, but I mean, I would just figure that Lily, would be his role to lose. Lily Tyler and Lester. Lily Tyler and Lester, right. They were on it. They shared a show with uh, Madam and Flowers. I believe it was a variety hour. <laughs> Lily Tyler and Lester. All your favorite um, Muppets or Puppets? What would you call them? Uh, They're puppets. They're puppets, right? Ventriloquist. Clam Chop Puppet. Clam Chop Puppet. Um, oh, oh, here we go. Here we yep. go. Being kicked off yep, the second, the second stoop. stoop. This, we're doing good, though. Sorry about that. Um, that man not nearly as upset about us being on a stoop. Um, 
Yeah, so this is Junk Miles and with Pizza and Puppets. Uh, we're excited. Pretty soon we're going to head over. I think we need to be there at 11.15. Yeah, about five minutes to, to kill in the big city. Yeah, and um, we made it up here. Pretty good time. And again, sorry Chip won't be here. Um, Chip's not even the biggest pizza fan. I think we had one episode where he likes pizza, but he, he basically is like not pizza crazy. You know what I was thinking about pizza? And get well soon, Chip. I yeah, think yeah. I should definitely add that but yeah. I don't think I love a really cheesy pizza yeah, and yeah. I think that's where you've seen there are a lot more places that now do kind of Brooklyn style yeah. or margarita or marinara the pies that maybe have just or even Trenton style yep. that I, I think that's you know I've always liked pizza but I've become much more interested in trying a variety of pizza places when it hasn't been like I, I one of my proudest moments as a as a parent is as a pizza parent my daughter refers pejoratively to <laughs> birthday party pizza <laughs> yes like hey what do you how was yes. how was the birthday party oh they had birthday party, party pizza, pizza there and then every once in a while they'll be like oh and we got this other pie for the parents and she'll be like that's that's the pizza that i want birthday party pizza always underdone because they're like trying to pump out six or seven pies at once in and out of the oven way too fast always too doughy not enough not i wouldn't say enough but not the proper ratio of, of sauce and cheese just a lot of not non-care taking in yeah, the preparation for sure. right but i was also on the other end of the spectrum thinking about pizza memories mm -hmm. when i was in college my roommate Ted and I drove, I think, from Chicago to Richmond, Virginia. Oh my God. And we tried to take a shortcut. And what looked like a shortcut actually involved going all the way up a mountain and down a mountain. Like the mm -hmm. A to B was shorter, but there was a reason pre yeah. MapQuest that we shouldn't have gone that way. And we got so tired and cranky and hungry. And then out of nowhere, like out of the, the mist in a clearing, there was a pizza hut. <laughs> yes. And we went to that pizza hut. And I swear it was the best, best tasting pizza. thing. Of course. And I'm it was it has to have been just entirely because of the circumstance. Yeah, I'll but tell I, you what. Pizza I have such fond memories of of working in early high school and having enough money where our friends and I hey, we could go out to eat. It's kind of Pizza Hut and okay. having like the great cuz you had refillable sodas, I believe, at the Pizza Hut we went to. And the pizza was good. Totally not, you know, it was Pizza Hut pizza, but it serves its purpose. Always like piping hot, sauce was always very hot, which I remember like always burning yourself, but you were hungry and you got, but so now like Pizza Hut to you, when you hear it, you think life-saving. Yeah, I had another time like that actually at Penn Station in Manhattan where I was, I think maybe I missed a train home and I was so hungry and desperately needed somebody to eat. And again, Pizza Hut came through. Maybe Pizza yeah. Hut is good. Oh, the guy, the stoop guy is coming back. Yeah, it's maybe, um, we yeah, yeah, we should head over. Yeah, we're going to walk. Here's the thing about uh, we're on the go. Like a lot of people who listen to this podcast, we're out and about. We're running and gunning. We're talking. We're moving. Hey, I'm walking here. Oh, yeah, we got to do that. Like, how about we each try it? Hey, I am walking here. Your hey, turn. I'm walking here. Oh, my God. We might get cast as part of an extra in a movie. Um... So now we're going to go to the noisy street. So this is a good time to take a break. We are in 
I guess this is uh, Greenwich Village again. We're on Bleecker Street, Bleecker and Jones. So we'll be coming back at you at the start of Scott's Pizza Tours, Junk Miles, Jeff, John. Oh, and John. And John. And, and, and yes, John will be playing the role of Chip. All right, up. Oh, I see people already at the restaurant, John. This is exciting. slice of uh, pizza. We're at Kesti Pizza in Vino at Morton and Bleecker Street in the village. Right, John? Yeah. It's good. It's good, right? Very thin. Yeah, I thought it was simple. Very simple. Neapolitan. Nice. Um, a good crust. A good crumb. I don't know. <laughs> Equal mixes sort of chewy and, and crispy. Right. Very think, light, though, right? Yeah, like we, we were talking off-air about... Like in Philadelphia with Nomad and Vetri and places like that that are all making individual pies that are kind of similar yeah. to what was happening here. But it's very, it was, a, it was a, a nice way to start our tour. It was great. And we're watching right now, take a picture. There is a watermelon truck backing up. Now we're on our way to, we're walking. We're, wa we're walking here? We are walking here. Here? Yeah. We're walking here, guys. Um, melon truck. And we're on our way to Joe's, which when people say New York style pizza, I always think like that's one of the Bray's or Joe's, but Joe's comes to mind. And I've been here before. This is probably the only place that I've been. Yeah, have you had Joe's? I don't think I have. What's What's cool about this is, well, first of all, that Scott of Scott's Pizza Tour is personally leading our tour today. It's making this really special. But it's amazing. Yeah, it's super knowledgeable and also the fact that it seems like a lot of this where we're headed is somewhat on the fly based on the conversations we're yeah. having about pizza. Yeah, he basically said, based on the feel of the room, we probably have about 15 people on the tour that he'll take us, you know, just kind of on the fly. So we're going to, we just said Neapolitan style. Someone mentioned New York style. So this is probably the most New York style pizza you're going to get, Joe's, which is also, I believe, on Bleecker. We're coming up to it now. We are, as I said, we are walking here. Um... Yeah, a group of what, 15 of us so far? Yeah, like. we're right at the, we're in the caboose of this yes. train. Because when you do a podcast, guys, you don't want to be up front. You don't want to be, like, in the middle annoying people. You just kind of want to lay back. And, you know, when you have a mobile podcast, that's what you do. Pizza and different styles. And i got to say, personally, I was kind of excited that there are a few what I consider exemplary places that I've been to that it turns out our host hasn't. Oh, my God, yeah. And, you know, the thing was, Scott from Scott's Pizza Tour found out I was from Belmar the first thing he mentioned was how much he misses Vesuvio's which was the greatest pizza place in Belmar um, it was right on 10th Avenue of 10th Avenue freeze out fame and uh, where a young Jeff Lyons uh, grew up we got Vesuvio's every Friday night with uh, multiple family members aunts uncles it was a uh, wonderful experience John right now we're at Joe's Pizza at 7 Carmine Street famous Joe's Pizza one sign says Joe's Pizza what does the other sign say 
famous Joe's. Yeah. So obviously Joe's, that big sign was the original sign. They got some popularity and then they felt the need to call it famous Joe's. Did, did I hear Scott say that on their best day, Joe's can do a thousand pies in a day? Oh my God. Well, he also said that the rent for this little, this little sliver of a building, 20 grand a month. Yeah, it kind of makes it easier to understand why yeah. on our walk over here there are a bunch of not abandoned storefronts but uh, businesses that are no longer open that's true um yeah so right now this isn't a sit-down place you go in you walk in you get your slice and then you're just on your own so there's a park across the street there's a little counter out front that's pretty uh pretty crowded people are eating there but this is like if you wanted to go to new york right and get a new york slice this would be it. And you know what? Like we were talking about earlier about how I'm not a huge slice guy. Right. Because often the slices are sitting under the heat lamp. Yeah. There's always a line. Yeah. There's always turnover. So they're constantly having to crank out fresh pies. So hopefully yeah, it'll there's avoid no, all those trappings. Yeah. There'll be no heat lamp. Oh, look at that. We have people in our group went and got some counter right there. Um, yes, I'm pretty excited. Yeah, we learned a bit about how people from New York migrated to Trenton yeah. and then brought over their relatives and, and how the pizza that's both closest to me geographically and nearest and dearest to my heart got started. So really you can you can toss out any subcategory of the topic of pizza to Scott and he yeah. can hold forth in a good way about it ad nauseum. And Scott also did mention the, the, the fallacy that, you know, people say, oh, it's the water in New York and it's um, and he actually very illuminating when he said, yeah, there's also really bad pizza in New York. So they're using the same water, so obviously. And the same thing held true in Trenton where a bunch of those places moved in the last decade or 15 years from Trenton proper to some of the suburbs and a lot of folks said, oh, the pizza won't be as good right. because of the water. And you know, yeah. it's really everything else in addition to the water that makes a good pie. What is the most famous pizza place in Trenton? I think there are probably two, and they've both left. One is called Di Lorenzo's, which used to be in an old row house. Row house, no yeah. bathroom yep. on Hudson Street. And then there's a place called Papa's. Oh. And Papa's is where they claim to be the longest continuously running pizza place in the United States. Wow. So they have moved from one location to the other. I think they had both open at the same time. And so that's the... I think continuous running means they've made a pizza, at, at least one pizza a day, right? So in between where they're switching locations. Because he was mentioning there was another spot that was closed for a couple of years that was older. And now both of those are in Robbinsville, New Jersey. Oh, Robbinsville. Which uh, was a town that didn't exist 20 years yeah. ago. It's like dropped from the skies. And De Lorenzo's is... Um, Fun fact, uh, I had a friend named Bob, when he first got married, moved to Robbinsville, and we called the town Bobbinsville. Sure, well, it used to be Washington or Washington Township. Yeah. And now it's Robbinsville, and two of the top pizza places in the state of New Jersey are both within a, a rock's throw wow. from one another. But it's kind of, I don't know exactly the history, Scott probably would, but for a long time in Trenton, there were two different Di Lorenzo's. There was Di Lorenzo's, all one word, which right. was on Hudson Street, and then there was D-E space Lorenzo's, oh. which was in a different part of Trenton and made a slightly different type of tomato pie. I don't know if there was a fracture in the family 
at some point, and now that other D. Lorenzo's is in a reconstituted Bob Evans near a movie theater, <laughs> and uh, it's not as good was as the one in Robbinsville. Was it reconstituted Bob Evans, name of your first band in it was, Chicago? It was, my name of my third comedy album. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you couldn't ask for a more beautiful Actually, day. Actually, if the band Bob Evans got back together, oh my they God. would be the reconstituted Bob Evans. Hey, I, think I, they were, I think Bob Evans were on Scheme. Wow. Not a joke. Recon so there really is a Bob yeah, Evans fan. Wow. Yeah. You would know. I'm sure they were played on WPRB yes, during very, one of your shows. Likely. So, John, just to reiterate, to, to guess, the time of your Wednesday show has changed. Let's just make this a yep. fact. 5 Again, to 8 p.m. Eastern, every Wednesday night. Yes, and you can listen live. You get to the WPRB app. And what I do is I like to treat myself on a Thursday morning. I wait for you to put the links out. Sure. And then I listen to the uh, the recorded version. Last night's show has not yet been posted. Just because we're eating pizza. Because I'm on a pizza tour. Right. I understand. Um, looks like we have some people. Got some counter space here. We have people on this tour from all over. We have people from California, Boston. I met another person from Belmar, New Jersey. That's pretty strong. Oh, here comes some pizza out right now. Wow, it's big. That's exactly what pizza should look like, by the way. Um, all right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back after we eat some famous Joes or regular Joes. We'll find out. Scott has an amazing show called Really Dough, really and then the word dough. I watch on YouTube, I also have watched it on, uh, what's the one, Amazon, right? And it's on the Thrillist Network, correct? It is on the Thrillist, yep. Right, and it's the, the best part about the show and the main crux of the show is Scott being a pizza um, fan, aficionado, finds crazy pizza out there, brings it back to this guy, Mark, who I, I call the Fonz of pizza. He's very handsome, old school kind of pizza maker who sometimes seems like he doesn't have a lot of um, tolerance or time for your nonsense. Is that correct, Scott? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of his shtick, is he does his thing, and anything that's out of the box from what he knows is therefore not good. Right, and you, I, I, I really sense the joy you get out of bringing him something so out of the box, so outre, that uh, you, you just seem so excited to bust into his uh, kitchen with it. Oh, it's, it's funny, it's just like, it's like... You know, when you know someone who's so stubborn about something and then you have a really good point to prove and a really great example and you're like, what about this data? And then they're speechless. You're like, slam dunk. You guys, you guys really, it takes to the last minute of the show for you to let it go, whether it was pizza or not. And it's always almost like two brothers trying to get the last word in. And that's exactly <laughs> what it is. And it's playful. It's fun. Oh, it's, it's like, great. It's, it's just two brothers. You're right. Because, you know... He might say something, and like he always likes to get the last word. And I'm, I'm like, dude, why'd you just say that? You just contradicted yourself. Yes, yeah, you've caught him a few times. Um, what about pizza you cut with a old school slicer, or I see scissors? What are scissors with pizza? So uh, there's some styles that are traditionally or typically cut with scissors. 
like Roman pizza Italio. Okay. Is a big rectangle of pizza, and uh, yeah. you cut it with scissors because the, the pan is a squared off edge of the pan, so it's hard to get a slicer oh, in there. Gotcha, it's easier gotcha. with scissors, faster. Awesome, John. You know what we're talking about with the scissor pizza. Yeah, I've I've had it a couple times. I know my folks go to Rome every January. It could think... be the the city in Italy. Yes, okay, absolutely. I was thinking your name like a pizza power, like Rome. No, you know, everyone no, knows in to, they in Trenton, and they, they come back with all sorts of pizza stories to tell me about. And that's somewhere you can get the the scissor pizza, right? Are your parents a big pizza fan as you? Uh, not as big as me, but they're they're certainly game. I know I go to New England a couple times a year every winter with my dad, and he's always up for trying somewhere in. Like I was telling Scott earlier, a couple places in Providence we like to go, a few places in New Haven. We've yeah, tried. I want to go to New Haven. I just saw another show game, about New Haven. Which is uh, the best way to be. Scott, how many times, you, well, you're a pro now, do you burn your mouth? Like, I, I've seen, first of all, let's just say you have a heat gun, correct? Yeah, yeah, I use an infrared thermometer to check the pizzas so I know if they're too hot. So you're very safety-minded as well as being a pizza guy. Yeah, you know, I eat a lot of pizza. I want to make sure I don't ruin my day. Right. And have, do you burn your mouth ever now, or are you just so beyond that? No, nobody's beyond that now. <laughs> it, I would say it happens two to three times a year. Oh, okay. So not very often, but it definitely happens. Yeah, I feel better about that then. Um, just human, man. I'm just human. Just human. Um, I noticed, I'm uh, watching the show really now, I believe... In one episode, you, you say you average 15 slices a week. Is that true? That's actually my maximum okay. limit. So I had one slice today, maybe, not even one slice. Yeah. Yesterday I had four. The day before I had none. The day before that I had two. Okay. So, so it just depends on the busyness of the day. Yeah. You know, this way I can budget my whole week. So if I'm like, oh, I'm going two new places on Monday, then maybe that means I just can't have a lot on Sunday. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. Um... We also, our, our podcast is about comedy, it's also about running. We usually run while we interview people. We call running while chatting, chatting while running. Um, I notice you are in good shape for a guy who eats a lot of pizza. Like, is part of, is that, are you cognizant of that or are you just blessed with good genes? Is it kind of like a mixture of both? Oh man, I don't think I've got good genes. I, I, I fight against it all the time. I bike a lot. And okay. I go to the gym. Okay. Yeah, I work really hard. <laughs> so you should maybe let's say this this whole you know the pizza tour blows up, books, movies. You have a documentary. I saw a documentary on you a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And would you come out maybe with like a uh, pizza guy workout type thing where you're like, <laughs> this is how you stave off the carbs and all. I might get hit by a car, by the way. I am John. I'm the worst street crosser. Uh, yeah, I'm the worst street crosser in uh, Philadelphia. I, I think that if you. I'm not, I, there are some pizza diets out there, and I think they're pretty cool, but I, I'm not the guy for that. No. Like, eh, that implies that pizza's unhealthy, and it's no, not. No, right, it's not. No, it's yeah. not. Really? Okay, that's good. Uh, John? Yes. Do you do any. Uh, which way are we going? Which, uh, oh, this way, okay, yeah. I, yeah, do not. John knows this. I know, never follow me crossing a street. I will. <laughs> my family, my wife, and kids will not follow me. Not city savvy. Um, uh, Scott, what do you do when you're not doing pizza stuff? What do you like to do? What's, uh, what, how, to get away from your job, what do you do? I mean, uh, to be honest, I mostly do pizza stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. If you, do, if you love what you're doing, it's not work, right? Yeah, there's never... I mean, it's good to have hobbies beyond what you normally do, but no. nah, this is most of what I do. Yeah. So I think John and I, were going to do one more 
John's Pizza was across from Kesty, right? Yes, yes. That'd be a good way to end the pizza tour. Yeah, I thought about taking you there today, but I'm It's too similar, kind of. Is it similar to Joe's? I just imagine. Uh, there's some crossover. I figured Joe's would be nicer to be yeah, outside. Yeah, totally. But John's is awesome. Yeah. So we got a nice ar array. Uh, I thank you for the uh, the variety of pizza we had today. Yeah, thought it was nice. Start light, work your way up to... John, are you gonna nap on the ride home? You know, I don't know if I'm gonna nap, but I'm definitely gonna pick up a coffee at some point. Oh, excellent job. And I also, Scott, I have to say, first time I ever had Nutella. What? Today. I know, my kids eat it for breakfast and I've never had it. You never had it? You never shoved your finger? I know, I don't know why, but today it just looked amazingly good. back people it's junk miles episode pizza time pizza time episode new york city um sitting on a bench outside partners coffee on 7th avenue and south and charles street in new york city john what are we drinking uh, i got an iced americano with oat milk and okay. it is lovely i got an iced americano with whole milk no oat um this is the first iced coffee i've ever had <laughs> and what do you think it's good yeah. I just never thought about... It's not so hot. No, it's not. It's There's all the goodness of coffee that I love. So to break it down today, I've had, for the first time ever, iced coffee and uh, Nutella. It's a big day. It's a big day for both of us. <laughs> you know, I was thinking before you started recording about how I could not recommend Scott's Pizza Stores enough. enough. Yeah at Scott's Pizza Tour pretty much everywhere. Scott'sPizzaTours.com. Yeah. They have tours all, all over the city. New York, all five boroughs. Yep. There are tours for specific boroughs. There are some that, that crisscross all of New York City. And yeah, I'm, I'm pretty knocked out. I was saying to you, I, I mean, I expected Scott to be knowledgeable, but the amount of information he had about cooking temperatures. Science. And we learned some science yeah, about cooking. Yeah, there was legit science about the, like... I think the know. fun thing is you take a tour like this, and right away, I saw it in the whole room, like, we all learned something very simple that we probably never knew we should have known. Something, I'm not going to ruin it, but about pizza and pita and how they're all interconnected and dough and why toppings were put on bread and the oven and all that good stuff yeah just all the interconnected history of it it, mm -hmm. it was really it was really great was, you pointed uh, out I like pizza a lot and and this certainly did nothing to change that fact. oh it's good you're gonna you're gonna come away liking pizza even more i bet you did point out and i was thinking the same thing scott is is the long lost gethard brother he's the middle gethard somewhere between the gregulator 
and Chris, there lies Scott. Yeah, it's it's uncanny, and yeah. because I've been taught to never tell anyone, hey, you know who you, you look, look like? like? Yeah. I figured I should not say, hey, you know who you remind me of? But the fact that he's from northern New Jersey, Jersey. Is, is no surprise. He has the energy and the spirit of a, of a young Gregulator. Also has kind of the cool demeanor of a, of a Chris. Yeah, I think the fearless you know? positivity. Yeah, a lot of positivity. So uh, hats off to Scott. But after a day eating pizza, there's no, nothing better than just drinking iced coffee, as I love to do for the first time, and just doing a little people watching. And uh, I'm drinking here. It's pretty good, right? Yeah. That's good. Oh. We weren't expecting that. Yeah, I didn't know you didn't know there was gonna be character work today. <laughs> All right, speaking of character work. Oh sure. This is something. This is probably just between you and me. We probably no one should listen to this. My family and I. You might do this. We have characters. Like we're in a car driving somewhere. Something innocuous will happen. Like a mosquito will fly in the car, and next thing you know, that mosquito is a character in our lives. We'll give him a name. I'll do the voice, and I can do upwards of three voices. Amazing voice work, and then. He's always a character in our life. So we have a guy in our life named Pizza Pete, who whenever we talk about pizza, he chimes in and all he cares about is telling us about what the best pizza is no matter what we do. Now the backstory of the Pizza Pete is he's about four foot 10, about 420 pounds, white t-shirt, always a napkin tucked into his shirt, always thinking about pizza. And his voice goes a little something like this. You ready, John? Hey everybody, we're gonna do it. We're gonna eat some pizza tonight. And then my girls right away always go, Oh no, it's Pizza Pete. What do you mean, oh no? We're talking pizza. And then he always has to remind you that true pizza fans just call it Pete's. So if you want to say to Pizza Pete, let's get some pizza, all you gotta say is Pete's, and I'm ready for it. What do you think of my character, Pizza Pete? I'm really excited for Junk Miles with Pizza Pete and John. I don't know about this Jeff Chip dynamic anymore. John, I totally agree with you. Jeff's kind of dead weight. and he, Why wouldn't you bring Pizza Pete to the to the cradle of pizza, pizza-ness in New York City, my hometown? I was born in one of the five boroughs. Not gonna tell you which one. I don't want pizza people coming up and, and you know bothering Pizza Pete. But you'll see me around if you're anywhere near good pizza. Excuse me. <laughs> I lose my breath a lot. I'm not very tall, John, and I'm I'm close to 500 pounds. You know, I don't know if we do as much character work in my family, but there definitely are a bunch of television pilots that don't exist that my wife and daughter like to do. One was called Extracurricular Alien. <laughs> And I think Extracurricular Alien was about an alien that tried to fit into contemporary society and went to school and decided to do every single extracurricular. <laughs> and so Extracurricular Alien has a pretty good theme song that I don't quite remember. And then there's, oh, Extreme Ski Moms. Oh, I like this. Extreme Ski Moms. This sounds great. I'm glad you both enjoy it. At any point, to the extreme ski moms, uh, get some pizza. Some pizza. I, I'm sure they do, but I think they're all, you know... You piqued my interest. Uh, and I, I don't remember as much about extreme ski moms, but uh, those are just two shows that my wife and daughter have in development. I love it. I'm optioning. I'm going to option the one. i got to tell you right now. Pizza Beat Productions. Mostly we do uh, a lot of work in the... Uh, 
Hollywood Pizza Arena, doing a lot of pizza shows. Excuse me, John. <laughs> Sorry. I was a smoker for 50 years. Now you ask how old I am. How old are you, Pizza I'm 52. Pete? Oh, Pizza Pete. Yeah. Never, never change. <laughs> never change, Pizza Pete. Pizza Pete just went to go grab a cigarette. He's fun. He's a little much, and he, he really does annoy the family after a while. Tell you what, though, he always, if we're ever on, we're, we're not deciding what we want, whether I'm Mexican or pizza, he'll sway us a lot of times with his, uh, with his input. Yeah, there's an even number of folks in your family, so the mm -hmm. deciding vote, always Pizza Pete. Pizza Pete. Pete. John, you just were... You spent a long weekend, week maybe? I don't even know. You were in Chicago, correct? Yeah, it, I think it seemed like longer than it was to those who weren't in it. But I went to Chicago from like first thing Friday morning to first thing Monday morning. My daughter and I went to Star Wars Celebration, the big annual or biannual Star Wars convention. And it was at the, the largest convention center in North America. And was it big enough? However big you <laughs> think it was, it was bigger than that. And it was it was really great. And it, was was it packed? It was pretty packed, and we kind of lived a charmed life through all of it, where there were certain events that you could only get into if you won a lottery. Mm -hmm. And in some cases, my daughter won and I didn't, or vice versa, because we couldn't figure out a press credential and she had a ticket so we couldn't like link them so in both cases uh, we were able to successfully sneak the other in oh. to these sold out events. Is so this like one uh, her on your shoulders one giant trench coat sneaking no, in? In one case we were cutting it so close coming straight from the airport and we were like pulling our luggage and we looked really harried and we just like we literally walked straight into the basketball arena. And then in the second one, on Sunday, it unexpectedly snowed for nine straight hours. Oh my goodness. And so when we were going through security and they were checking my phone for the QR code, I just had my daughter go ahead, so she was already in. Right, right. And so they, didn't, they were none the wiser. But yeah, there were six different events that we really had earmarked as things that we wanted to be in the room for. And we went six for six, and we did all sorts of other fun stuff too, and it was... Next year they're doing it again in Anaheim, and you thinking about it? Yeah, she's she was already saying like, oh, we should we should do it. So once they announce the dates, maybe I'll start looking at flights. But yeah, I felt someone said it uh, the last day we went to a meetup for uh, listeners and hosts of uh, this podcast. We like a lot Star Wars Minute, and at the end of it, someone was like, this kind of feels like the last day of summer camp. Like Aww. we made all these new friends, yeah. and now everyone's going back home. And Who were you dressed as? Uh, I did not dress up this year. What? Uh, I know my daughter wants to go, she wants to craft like a full Imperial officer costume. Oh my goodness. And I'm not so great with the sewing and stitching, so yeah. I think we might have to bring someone else in on that. But you might yeah, have to hire a cosplay expert. Well, there were people just seeing like folks who had their own separate travel cases for their <laughs> costumes. And there was a guy I saw interviewed online who he finished making his helmet and he couldn't get it in his luggage. So he had to wear this like giant, like 17th century Japanese 
feudal warrior version sure. of a Boba Fett helmet. He had to it's just close. keep it on his lap yeah. the entire flight to Chicago. That's awesome. Um, but and you know, there's a lot of. I mean, you're fairly online yeah. as am myself, and there's a lot of negativity out yeah. there. And I have to say that this was such a absurdly uniformly positive experience. That's great. Like all the other families that we would talk to, whether we were on the L or at the event. Yeah, everybody was just seemingly in it for the right reasons and, and no one was really territorial. No and garbage troll people, as no, you were saying. Not no really. online and, garbage troll. And also, um, if you're 10, which I'm not, but my no. daughter is, like any possible break went her way. Like, yeah. oh look, they're giving away t-shirts and they have the last one and it's in my Which size. I, oh, that's oh awesome. this guy just was just handing out pins for this character I like. And there's this whole pin trading subculture. Yeah, they yeah. have like 40 or 50 different like metal uh, shaped pins for different characters. And if you go up to people who are working the event, they have to trade with you. Oh. And so she was able to get all the different Do you call them pins or bling? What do you call them? I know, I think in this case they were pins, pins but okay. definitely I know on my jacket, I think I have four metal pins. Right. And I decided that four is the maximum I uh, can do before it really unless it's it weird. Yeah, then yeah. it would then it would uh, divert into bling yeah. territory. But yeah, I don't know if I'm going to become a like a regular science fiction convention person. It's looking like that, that's the trajectory. But God. it was a, it was like, it was a pretty special thing to be able to go to this with my daughter. Yeah. And the first day that we were there, she was wearing um, my Return of the Jedi shirt from when I was 10. Hmm. And so like, so to see. Was her, that okay with you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. You, you let her. It doesn't fit me She didn't anymore. take, okay. I was just um, wondering if so, you brought yeah, just it. just to like, you know, be sitting there with my kid and we've made this like big, uh, can I say trek? We've made yeah. this big trek to, uh, to the Midwest for this thing, and and you know she's wearing a shirt of that yeah. I had when I was her age because we both love the same thing. It was it's pretty sweet. It was pretty uh, it was pretty wonderful. So I uh, I recommend it though. I don't know how I could get like a you know a full oh, costume okay. on the uh, on the airplane to Anaheim next yeah. year. Yeah, I got a question, John. One question. Yes, you in the back. Yeah. Eat. Um, I noticed you said you were in Chicago. I hope you didn't eat any of that garbage pizza. You know, Pete, uh, one night we did go out for pizza. Uh, we went to a place called Burt's in Morton Grove that does one of the two deep dish pies that I really like in Chicago because they caramelize the crust and we got one just a straight up plain pie and the other with jardinera on it and, and they were- Stop making up words, John. Pizza Pete, they were both delicious. <laughs> And uh, it was it was a, a lot of pizza, and I think I had one of the last slices on the way to the airport, just so I had something in my stomach for the flight. That's good. I like to eat on planes. I like to get two, like big greasy slices, get in the plane, kind of take up most of the armrests for people both next to me, and then just like to dig into my pizza. I think everybody enjoys it because people love pizza. Pizza. I've uh, been reminded. I don't mean to oh, yeah, switch the conversation, sure. but I've. Uh, um, apparently, in addition to Extracurricular Alien and Extreme Ski Moms, there was a show called Anaphylactic Asparagus. Oh, my goodness. And I have no idea what that was about. Mm. Hope there's an EpiPen involved. Yeah, it would... It would yeah. It would, 
Uh, how about we start walking back towards the okay. car? We're going to try to get out of New York before... Uh, yeah, I think if we get out like the next 15 minutes... I think we so. might be good. Yep, here we go. people we are stuck in some classic New York City traffic this is awesome this is all part of the experience of being in New York John we said we wanted to get pizza we wanted to get some of their famous New York iced coffee and we wanted to enjoy some of that sweet sweet New York traffic you know it'd be great just put it in park right now it'd be fun let's see what happens we would get yelled at I'm sure there'd be a couple um, couple guys might be saying something like this John <coughs> I'm driving here right can't wait, it's gonna happen. Yep. Uh-oh. Always like, uh, always someone with a siren getting in front of you, right? When you think you're gonna get through the box that they uh, ruin it. Don't, don't block the box. Don't block the box. Don't block no, the box. No, I would never do that. I'm a, I may not be city savvy, but I know that. I know that's definitely... Um... Yeah, I, I think about when I was a kid, would come to New York so often with my family go to museums or maybe right. go to a show or you'd go to a lot of Yankee games and you know it was probably about an hour and a half on a on a good day to get here and the fact that I don't know man they they either were much more patient with the world or things were easier to get around or just it just or just something it never seemed like a hassle to you like yeah. they just and seemed like, you know yeah getting up early going to the you know going to the Museum of Modern Art or something and going to the soup place nearby that I really liked. Or the fact that when I was a kid, all our doctors were in New York. Oh my goodness. With the exception of maybe the, you know, the general practitioner you'd go to as a right. kid. So your parents didn't trust any of the Rube doctors in New Jersey. Yeah, they didn't trust They're those like... Rube Princeton doctors. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just, it just amazes me. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty good with being able to roll with whatever. Yeah. But just... I think they just knew how to yeah chill out right time it out time it out i was i i'll, I'll tell you a quick story just because we're about to go into the holland tunnel i remember i remember this pretty clearly just because we were listening to the yankee game in the car while we were driving it was my mom and my sister and i uh, were leaving manhattan i don't know how old i was claudel washington was still on the yankees so oh, let's call wow. it 1985. yeah um and at the height of squeegee guys yeah oh my god and squeegee guys if you don't know someone who would have like a squeegee yeah squeegee to clean off your windshield at and, a tunnel or a bridge or, mostly. or often you know not to belabor the point of going to yankee games but like everywhere oh, trying to in, go to yankee in games the bronx right. yep so we're we're leaving manhattan two squeegee guys simultaneously start squeegeeing start the car. squeegeeing the front window of my mom's station wagon right and my mom without thinking in does... 600 feet keep right to stay on varick street thank Sorry you to, no we need to that. give we that away that. yeah uh my mom without thinking uh just gives them a dollar oh. which is the the worst possible thing you can do because that is not subdividable Oh, from two squeegee right. guys. Should have given two dollars. And as we're driving away, they're just brawling on oh. the ground behind us. <laughs> Completely unavoidable. 
I mean, completely avoidable. Not but you know what? What if avoidable. What if your mom knew and she just loved like bum fights and she was in that, yeah, what that great, weird. I just found out my mom invented bum, bum fights. fights. Right. Your mom had like a perfectly nice, smart, lovely woman, uh, a proponent for playgrounds for children, but she had this side of her where she just loved to see men fight in some dire situations. Yeah, and I guess, I mean, it stayed with me for many reasons, but, <laughs> but both you... <laughs> because it was the wrong thing to do and also. But it just it just very much captures a certain time and place for me. Yeah. At like twelve year old watching two men fight in the street over a dollar my mom gave them. Oh Jesus, Mrs. Now Sullivan. Now I'm sad. Now you're sad. I'll cheer you up, John. When we uh I grew up in central Jersey by the shore, a little hamlet called Belmar, sleepy little hamlet. Um, we would go up to New York seventh grade and eighth grade for a trip and we would see the Statue of Liberty and we'd go around and I went to a small Catholic school and Mr. McInerney was this old school like teacher uh, who would hit kids and he had no he had no problem with uh, discipline and but and he had 11 kids of his own and um, he was a bartender too uh, in the off season. But he was, a, he was a good guy. By the time he got to eighth, everybody feared him. But by the time he got to eighth grade, um, you kind of were like friends with him. And he would only hit you if you were talking in the stairwell when you weren't supposed to be talking. And he would just backhand you, not that hard, but hard enough to make, maybe, you know, jar a few, jar a few memories loose. Um, anyway, we're, we're getting back in the bus off of, uh, getting ready to leave New York and as we're all getting on there he's standing near the door and he's trying to get the last of us on there we get on and this woman bangs on the door right when we're closing he goes yes and she just for some reason she didn't look like she looked maybe she was a little ill mentally uh, she just takes her pulls her top down and starts shaking her naked breasts to the whole eighth grade class who are looking out the window and um, he goes Oh my goodness. Uh, um, and uh, I said, Mr. McInerney, do we have to pay extra for that? And I was like, he's going to kill me. And he just started laughing so hard. And he like literally bent down. He's just like, guys, I am so sorry. And my friend Colleen Keaty just put her arm around and goes, Mr. McInerney, don't worry. It was such a lovely trip. This was just something funny. Like totally, she knew how to like, you know, ease the situation where I was going for like, you know, like a joke. Sure. But not as much fun as a bum fight, John. No. No. Well, so, John, we are yes. also a uh, running and chatting podcast. Yeah. Um, I know you have decided to go from, you've, you've done half marathons, you've done smaller races, and you've trained a lot, so now you've decided to bite the bullet and go full on, you signed up for your first full marathon, correct? Yeah, I think partially because of your inspiration and description of the Bucks County yes. Marathon, and it being the right time of year yeah. in my calendar, and being something that I can build up to mm -hmm. all year, it's, I mean, I'm signed up for it in November and, and we'll see. It's, I mean, the, the great difficulties for me with running, it's not the running part, it's the blocking out the, yeah, it's the time to do it. And the further you go, the more time it takes. But I guess I've done 10 or 11 miles a couple times yep. this year. So I, I feel like- And you've done half marathons in the past, you know what that's like? Yeah, I think the most I've ever done in one run without stopping was like 15 or yeah. 16. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think with the, you know, unfortunately, and we've talked about it on this show, 
each of the last two years in March or April or May, I hurt my back. Yeah, yeah. That's... And so I just a, a steady diet of not lifting anything and trying to be cognizant of putting myself in the positions to, to re-injure myself. Uh, so far, so good. And, and so it's meant that I've been able to run in January and February and early spring in a fashion that I wasn't able to do the last two years. So I think I have time on my side. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's just, I'm just, I've never been fast. I've never gotten any speedier. No, right. Well, I, I honestly think when you hit your 40s, it's really hard to get faster in any sort of um, capacity. So the thing is, and it's kind of, you tell people don't concentrate on the, the, the speed, don't worry about just concentrate on you know getting it done and getting miles done. The problem with that is, and as you said, it's a scheduling thing because it takes longer to run longer. And let's say you need to go out and do a 14 mile run this Sunday, you're not gonna be able to do it because you're like, well, I need this amount of time and my daughter needs to get here by here. Right, 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 yeah, it's just like, I mean, it's almost uncannily similar to what we were talking about, my need to block out three plus hours to go see Endgame. <laughs> you know, very similar. Trying to block out time to run more than 10 miles is I need to find a three or four hour window yeah. to do that in. Yep. So it's like trying to figure out how I'm going to go see Endgame every weekend. Yeah. But I think, I mean, it's, I mean, I'm already thinking ahead. Today is Thursday. Yep. Tomorrow is Friday, which is the prom at my wife's school. Mm -hmm. Saturday, there's a birthday party. Yeah. Sunday, we're going to New York for my wife's birthday. So it's sort of like, well, if I don't go out on Monday, when will I do it? Yeah. And so it, it's, I mean, I don't think I'm saying anything that's like people who are juggling Oh, yeah. life stuff no, haven't yeah. already experienced but it is it's so different than my like oh I just had dinner I'm gonna go see how fast I can run a mile yeah or something like that where it's like just go run a mile jump in the shower put on shorts and I'm done for the night yeah I, I think that's where you know training to do five miles 10 K's and stuff you know you go out you can do five you can do six miles and that's perfect training for those but yeah when you up it for a marathon I know that the success I've had in in training not actually in races i've had you know i've done a lot but i haven't you know i've always pretty much happy with what i do but here and there is blocking out that time and what worked for me is early sunday mornings i just wake up i go down to the river and i know sometimes i'm going to be there two hours closer you know more training i'm down there for four hours and just like getting it in and i think it's Kelly knows that I won't be around, and that means Sunday mornings are nice and quiet with the girls. There's no idiot running around, you know, needing attention, asking to do stuff, being a general pain in the butt. So it makes the house quieter. Yeah, I... It's just... Let's talk about um, the course itself. Now, I know most people, when they, when they go and look for a race to do, many things, you know, whether it's a half marathon, you look at the course and you're like, we've, yeah. We've, by the way, we've gone uh, three quarters of a block since yeah. we started recording. Oh, I know. It's, it's amazing. Um, have you checked out the course? Uh, only very generally. Initially, yeah. it starts at Washington Crossing yep. State Park, right? On the PA side? Uh, yes, the PA side. And then it's pretty much you're just running up the towpath and That's back, kind of. You run literally... 
from Washington Crossing towpath. You follow that all the way past, you know, New Hope, 13 miles out. You go 13 miles out and you come 13 miles back. The benefits, the many benefits of the Bucks County Marathon is you get to park 20 yards from the start and finish line. A lot of things in marathons, you got to park like miles away, walk, and you're like, that's not so bad when you're going to the marathon. But when you're done a marathon, especially like Philly, I have to always park a mile away. You're done a marathon, and then you have to gather your stuff and walk a mile to your car. Yeah, I think that's why I <laughs> haven't done the Broad Street Run in oh, over yeah, that's, a decade. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. Because coming from New Jersey, yeah, it's... Uh, I think the one time I did it, it was because my parents were going to Philadelphia and could drop me off yep. and then could pick me up after lunch or what have you. Yeah. Uh, just because get yeah, getting to the starting point was such a complicated part of the whole thing. Yep. So this this looks like it's oh it's easy very peasy. much my speed. I think that's one of the reasons I liked the the Trenton half marathon so much and wish they hadn't canceled it last year. Just because you know you park at the baseball stadium, you finish at, at the, the baseball, baseball stadium. stadium. Yeah, it's great. It's uh, it's so much the the simplicity of it as compared to my folks have a friend who who I've enjoyed the company with a few times, and she flies all over to do different races right like, oh i'm doing the st louis half oh i'm doing the chicago marathon oh i'm going to do something in uh berlin oh wow have you. yeah so it's like destination running and i think you know i haven't checked her times or anything but she sounds like she's very similar to me where she's not fast but she's stubborn so yeah when right. she starts she she won't stop and she'll see it through to the end and so um just I don't know. I think with all those different courses, I find that I'm of two minds where I run a lot of the same territory again and again and again. And I get bored of seeing yeah, the same sure. stuff. But I think if I was seeing a variety of different things, uh, I would want to stop and look at those things. Yes. So uh, I just need to kind of mix up my routine a little bit. I think some of my favorite runs involve my wife and daughter dropping me off at a location Isn't that great? and yeah, then I run, run home yeah. from that location. I love that too. And because uh, then there have been times where like when I did one of my longest runs, then I realized, oh, I'm exhausted and I don't have a way to get back to where I'm Yeah, you got it, man. Thanks, All right. Scott's Pizza Tour. Yeah, so this is signing off. Uh, long day of uh, pizza, New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia. Um, get well, Chip, or RIP, Chip. We don't know. Either way, let's just hope it goes uh, goes well for Chip. Because would like a definitive answer one way. Or yeah, because I don't want it to change the logo, right, or the name of the show or the URL. So I hope Chip pulls through, and we'll see you soon. Junk Miles Pizza. Spectacular, now over. Time for some nap mile. <laughs>